Welcome to the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Jimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. Beware there will be spoilers. This is episode 154 of the podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can tweet me at Teal Productions, T-E-A-L-T. I post the episodes on Facebook on the Usagi Jimbo fan and Usagi Jimbo dojo pages. Big time noise slash Ronin Rabbit is the website where I post can post comments there. And Usagi Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Now the book I'm looking at is Usagi Jimbo Wanderer's Road Issue 2 from IDW, cover dated December 2020. The story, A Mother's Love, has been reprinted a number of times. Originally, it showed up in issue 8 of the first volume of Usagi from Fantagraphics, cover dated May 1988. That was the initial. It has been reprinted in black and white in the Usagi Ojimbo Book 3, Wanderer's Road, trade paperback and hardcover, and in the Usagi Ojimbo Special Edition 2-volume, hardcover set. It has been reprinted in color here in Wanderer's Road that I'm holding, and also in the Usagi Jimbo Origins Volume 2 Wanderer's Road trade paperback. So plenty of places to get this particular story um, if you're interested. Now we open with a rather, and uh, initially I covered this in episode 20 of the show that I posted June 3rd, 2012. That's where I discussed the Fantagraphics issue for Usagi. So we open Usagi is sitting kind of on a, on a hillside here, idyllic overlooking lake, woods, mountains. He's having lunch with Spot and with an old woman that he just refers to as um, Oba'asan, I believe is how it's pronounced. Translating old woman. They're having lunch. She provided the lunch. Apparently in their journeying, wandering, they ran into each other. Uh, being near her village, she was probably out and about from her village. Usagi was on the way to her village to probably spend the night. So they're sitting here having a lunch, and, and he is much taken by the woman, and she by he. Um, he, out of kindness, but she out of something a little bit m- more. Uh, U- Usagi, and I'll get into this. Usagi represents something. So she decides that she has to break off their lunch date and get headed back to the village. It's going to take her a little while because she's an older woman. And he says, well, I'll just carry you down there. So she jumps up on his back and as they're uh, going back down towards her village, talks about her son a little bit, but not... She talks kind of haltingly about him, uh, draws a tear. So Usagi cuts that off and, and moves to a different topic. Well, they finally get to the village, and Usagi's kind of worn out. The woman apparently is not necessarily as light as she looked or as he thought. Or it's just a longer way to the village. Um, Spot here, it's it's pretty cool. Spot is carrying her package for her in his mouth while she is being carried by Usagi, completely lightening the loaf. They get into village just in time to see Bunjuro beating the holy poo out of somebody here because he's late with his payment. Uh, she chastises Bunjuro, who is a big bear, a big bear, and uh, chases him off, essentially. He runs off. She, the old woman, uh, is trying to uh, you know, provide some kind of, of uh, attention, some kind of succor to the individual here that got beat down, but the dude's wife will have none of it because the mother's responsible somehow. Um, 
Usagi gets kind of bent out of shape, but she she tells him that it's okay, as other villagers also kind of are acting rather aggressively towards him. So they walk onto her house. She has invited him there for a meal. No, this one is to spend the night. She invites him for a meal the next night. So here... Uh, he's in town, uh, so he doesn't have to pay for an inn that she's offered for him to sleep at her house. You know, all the plenty of room, oh, it won't be a bother, etc., etc. Well, she gets there, and Bonjuro is apparently the guard. He acts rather aggressively towards the two of them. Usagi doesn't like it. Spot doesn't like it to the extent that he attacks him. But Bonjuro gets the better of Spot and is choking the life out of him. To break it up, Usagi draws his sword and tickles the bear's nose with his drawn sword, causing the bear to drop back. When they're inside here sharing a meal before going to bed, the old woman's son, Atsuo, comes up with uh, several of his retainers asking what's going on. Oh, I've heard about you, so you're the one, huh? And, you know, it just goes back and forth with his mom, then back and forth with Usagi, very disrespectful to his mom, very disrespectful to Usagi because knows nothing about him. Ultimately, here at the bottom of page seven, there's five panels. Uh, Usagi in the previous panel asked uh, slash demanded that Etsuo apologize to his mother. Etsuo doesn't do anything. So the next five panels are five small panels of Usagi and five small panels of Etsuo juxtaposed. Usagi on top, Etsuo on the bottom, as you read across. In the five panels for Usagi, it is the exact same panel replicated, okay? So as you are moving through time, Usagi's visage visage uh, doesn't change. Atsuo, on the other hand, is mean and then kind of a neutral and then kind of an oh shit kind of look. And then a, oh, am I going to have to do this? And then he apologizes to it. Uh, this is a, a, a visual sequential art representation of that concept that I spoke of mm, last episode or maybe the episode before about that battle of of the, the, the soul, the, the inner man, where the samurais will just stand and stare at each other, knowing that the other will break eye contact and back down first, and ultimately they will not have to get into any kind of physical. Well, here is an example, and we see that Atsuo withers under the gaze of Usaki because of that very... The, the good soul of Usagi overcoming the, the bad negative soul of Etsu. So he leaves in a huff, leaving the old woman and Usagi. They're laughing well into the night. Next day, they wander into the village. Um, she tells Usagi finally that uh, Etsuo took over her husband's business and he died. Her husband was a money lender, a kindly. Her son is an unkindly. So by the time the son took over, virtually everybody in the village was owing money some amount. And the son gets in and he just starts using uh, strong arm tactics to collect, raising the rates, raising the interest. Rate. He, he is, is the bad uh, loan shark, whereas the husband had been the decent helping the village loan. Um, no indication of where the money came from. I don't know how the family came by the money. So she goes on about how she is now, you know, disappointed in her son. And she realizes that her son is an evil man. Uh, and in her remembering, she remembers a time when she used to hold him in her arms and rock him to sleep with a lullaby. And we see a recitation of the lullaby at the end. 
Thank you, Steve. And uh, she gets upset. And, and once again, Usagi changes the conversation. But she comes back around about her son and his evil and something needs to be done and asks Usagi to kill him. And before Usagi can really do anything, you know, he's taken aback. But she hammers him verbally three or four times with the request until finally raising his voice. He says, money. No, I'm not an assassin who barters his sword. And she realizes now that she has pushed things a little too far. She she got a little more familiar with Usagi than perhaps the situation, and it, it ended up biting her. Uh, but they uh, long-armedly, you know, make up, uh, and they head back to the village. And as a, probably as an apology, I think at this time it's still genuine, an apology, uh, she invites him for one last meal, and then he can take off. So he gets there, and when he gets to the house, he is met by several of the retainers who just immediately attack him, try to try to kill him. Not just attack, but try to kill him. Well, he lays them down. A couple more waves come. He lays them down. Bonjuro, the big bear, uh, comes out, but Spot jumps up and chokes him to death with his tail, being more prepared for Benjuro and what's going to do. We have several panels of Usagi running through the house, slamming the doors open. Yelling for her, Atsuo is the son. Obaasan is his reference to the running, opening doors, running, open doors, until finally we have a panel where he's just majorly, massively taken aback. Very good rendition here. I like that of the uh, surprised Usagi. And when we see what he sees, the woman is holding her son uh, while a pool of blood is forming. She tells Usagi that, uh, first of all, that Atsuo is dead. You know, uh, the, what... Yeah, I was going to try to be clever about something. And so she goes on telling Usagi that she had tricked him, that she said, told him that Usagi was an assassin hired by the town to kill him. And when he dispatched his men to go find and kill Usagi, she took the opportunity as they were alone to stab him and kill him. Now she beseeches Usagi to kill her because she can't live with the fact that she killed her son. And she starts singing this lullaby that she referenced at the beginning of the story. Um, and she starts at the beginning of the lullaby. That portion that we saw was just the ending. Now, when we get to the ending of the lullaby, um, Usagi, when she initially asked him to kill her, he, of course, couldn't. But he is still standing here in the doorway looking at her as now the panels have gone to her, singing this lullaby, cradling a dead Atsuo in her arm. Amidst this, we cut back to Usagi. We see him very depressed, very forlorn about what is going on, about what has happened. Spot next to him as well. They're very painfully, sorrowfully emoted. And she continues to the lullaby, and then the lullaby is just cut off. It just stopped. And then we have just a panel of the empty doorway. And then the next panel is Usagi walking from in the room outside with his hand uh, covering his face. He leaves the... I do pray the gods will be merciful. And we have the final panel as he's leaving. He's walking through the courtyard where he has dispatched already several of the retinue. They're laying about heading out of the fortress, out of the castle. Spot here bringing up the rear, howling in grief over what, what has happened, what his master has done, what his has been forced to do in um, acknowledging his master's feeling. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons. Uh, Spot would be just howling in pain and agony to the moon. And so ends this, the second issue of Wanderer's Road, the eighth issue of Usagi's eponymously named book. It's um, Oba'asan is the only woman 
woman only term that we were given um, that is translated for us as old woman. Uh, and I guess that's not much more to say. Um, this one may be one of the first stories that it kind of struck me better, more so in color, than the black and white hat. Now, admittedly, it has been a, a, quite a while before I've looked at it in since I've looked at it in black and white. My memory, you know, of that is not fresh. But this, I know that I have not been the biggest fan of these color repos of this movie. Uh, okay. Color repops of this book. It's not a repo and it's not words are hard. So this one, I, I perhaps I enjoyed this a little bit more. Be the first one, really, these color books that has, has left me thinking of that. Alrighty. Uh, next episode looks like I have the 53rd issue of the third volume, Dark Horse volume, up to be looked at and talked about. I will talk to you guys then. Ciao.